I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. DieselPowerProducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Welcome back to the podcast. We are not in our normal room. Woo, yeah, we got a cool new room. We got sound deadening. We got cool backgrounds. We got a new table, which I'm super jacked on. This is pretty rad. Like, yeah. We've got, like, you can't see behind it, but we're going to be putting wood paneling behind here, too. We've actually got a bigger room with sound deadening, this big, whoa, Early freaking table. huge table with footrests and stuff like that. Oh, it is super cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you to all our, our staff back here that, especially Gabe, Gabe Thompson, I know his. Yeah. I know his name's yeah. Gabe. I keep forgetting his last name. And Jesse. And Jesse. Yeah, Jesse built the table, and Gabe spent a lot of time in here getting all this. We got. You can't see it obviously, but there's sound deadening stuff all around. So, and actually behind this wall is our shop. Yeah. And we have enough sound deadening. The mics are good enough to where they can start going gnar in the shop, and we can still have our podcast in here and not be in some tiny little closet like we were before. A little sweat box. Yeah. It. If you ever stop yeah. by and we showed you the podcast room, it's is literally like really? a closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, so this is awesome. A big thank you to all those guys. This yeah. is a. Uh, it's pretty big for us because it doesn't seem like that long ago we were, we were still using like crappy microphones and yeah. using our cell phones and crap like that. So Seriously. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> moving up in the ranks, yeah. moving up in the world. So welcome to America's Diesel Podcast brought to you by Diesel Power Products. Uh, I am Ben. This is Tyler. We're in our new room here at Diesel Power Products in Spokane, Washington. Uh, make sure to check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, leave a five-star review. Send that to me, Tyler, at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck, T-shirt size, and an address to send it to. And I've got great news on T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Because we have the coolest new logo. Okay? So everybody that's wondering, where's my shirt, where's my shirt, where's my shirt, you're going to thank me later because I could send you just like a regular shirt like this that has America's Diesel Podcast on the sleeve, or I, we can hold off and wait till we get our new ones. And I, trust me, you're going to be so jacked. Yeah. We were so excited for our new logo. We're going to get some cups too. Our cups are going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool cool things going on. Cool things. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, our, our graphics lady, Gretchen, um, just kind of... Just killed it. On took the, the idea and ran with it. Like me and Tyler were almost like bullshitting. We're like... Yeah, I want this or maybe that. Yeah. And she's like, mm-hmm. I, I think I what I, the message I sent her was America, bald eagles, maybe an explosion, and she filled two of those. Yeah, and it's but it's like, <laughs> it's classy, just right. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, today, um, 
Oh, but uh, normal yeah. intro stuff. Sorry, we, we we took a little bit of a break here, so we got back into it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you guys are listening to this on iTunes or any other platform, uh, we do record these and put them on YouTube. Uh, so if you want to get the visual on this one, especially on this episode, I would highly recommend it because we actually have a completely disassembled IPR as an injection pressure regulator. Yeah. Yes, it's another seven three episode. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyler has never taken one apart. He's going to try and put it back together while I'm talking about it. Yeah. 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 So you're going to talk about it. I'm going to try to put it together. There's two small parts that I'm a little questionable on. But you know what? I'm going to figure this out. I've taken enough big pens apart. I think I can figure <laughs> this out. Looks very similar. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a little scary. Uh, so this episode is... or actually, Man, I keep getting back. I'm excited for the episode. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, leave them on the YouTube video. I watch those and answer them as best as I can. Um, all right, let's get into the episode here. So. Here this episode is more on my uh, 97 OBS. I got a high mileage 7.3. I know Tyler says stop talking about it being high mileage, <laughs> but it is. It calls spade a spade. Um, it's got about, now has 332,000 miles on it. Uh, I've done the high pressure oil pump, injectors, and a couple other stuff to get it running correctly. And it's actually running really well right now. And I just recently uh, was still working through a, uh, a high pressure oil code that didn't pop up till later on. So I was going to kind of walk you guys through what I went through to diagnose it, how I fixed it, and how much I think I was kind of a dumbass for not taking some steps earlier. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, seven three power strokes. Yeah, it's a little tiny little guy right there. That's a tiny little guy. We're gonna have to get Cam and get some B roll of these parts uh, when we're done here. But yeah, that's a tiny little like. There's it's literally like smaller. Yeah, yeah. Try and hold it up real quick. Oh, I don't even, you gonna pick it up? You got that zoom? That master zoom? Okay. So, yeah, as we're putting things together, hold them up, hold it for like two seconds, and try not to look like a creeper in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all 7.3s and 6.0s, um, but we're talking about 7.3s right now, have an IPR. It's called Injection Pressure Regulator. It works in conjunction with the ICP, the Injection Control Pressure, quote-unquote, sensor, uh, and the high-pressure oil pump, uh, and your MAP sensor to determine how much uh, hydraulic oil to give to the injectors and in turn how much you know fuel to fire into the cylinder, so on and so forth. It's a big kind of complicated system, but it's kind of not at the same time. It's I've been learning a lot about it. Like I knew a lot about it before, but having to diagnose it on my own, I've been learning a lot more. It's actually pretty interesting. So the IPR is basically, it's like a, uh, uh, I wouldn't say it's like reactive, but it basically as your pump, your high pressure oil pump is gear driven, as you go up an RPM, obviously that pump is going to generate more pressure and more volume of high pressure oil to feed to the galleys, to feed to the injectors, to put the or put the fuel in the cylinder. That's a mouthful. And so as this thing is gear driven, the higher the RPM, the more pressure it's making, you may not always need all that pressure of the cylinders. So you have something regulating it. That's the IPR. So when you are basically trying to get as much oil to the uh, galleys as possible, the IPR is closed. So it's actually directing all the fuel or all the oil that the high pressure oil pump is making to the injectors that'll be closed. Um, when it's not, it's basically open, allowing that, that pressure to bypass to a certain amount, um, and that's basically keyed off of how much pressure the truck is commanding in reference to the ICP. <sighs> yeah, that was a that's a lot. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I wasn't listening at all. <laughs> it's fine. It's hard to explain, and then but once you start looking at the system, and hopefully, if you guys are working through some of these issues on your own, this is helpful. But uh, it's. Once I started learning about it, the more I listened to people talk about it and just think about it, the more it made sense. 
So it's almost kind of one of those things where it, it's it's not, I would consider it not to be a really easy one to pick up right off the bat. But as you use it and diagnose issues with it, you get more and more familiar with it, and it makes way more sense. Yeah. How you feeling? Um, okay. Uh, I might have. Uh, I know this is what it's supposed to. Uh, end up looking like is something like this yeah so tyler basically knows what it looks like but he didn't see me take it apart yeah so i don't know any of the internals or anything and i'm having a little bit see i'm trying to like think about how it works mm -hmm. and where these two small parts go because where these two small parts go this looks like just like a pin mm -hmm. and it looks like it's pretty much the same on both sides there's no groove so that one's a little question mark and then this little guy i, I have a feeling i have a feeling that goes maybe in here but i mean i'm thinking that it does tyler was very strict time. about me not giving him any hints yeah or any help. no hints or no hints or help i even tried to give him a pro tip he's like no so i'm thinking that goes there i just don't know if the small end goes in first or if it the small end sticks out mm -hmm. i'm gonna think it goes in first because i see these little holes right here and this has got a little little nipple on it right mm-hmm so I'm going to go with that. Okay. Um, now the question is, I know this is your ding, 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 ding. That's right? what I was having an issue with. So that's what gets plugged up. That can, yeah, that over time can it get gets plugged, plugged up. up or restricts movement. So obviously oil slides on these notches here. Cam, zoom in on that bad boy. Looks like a little barbell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oil gets in there, but the, whether it has oil in there or not doesn't really matter. So I'm going to guess that goes yeah. in like that 100 percent. you're there 100 percent. that's what my ipr was not doing now this has got threads on Ooh, oh light bulb there it goes okay i got it yeah once you kind of look at it you kind of yeah so right. i'm assuming we you you would probably need a a flathead screwdriver, flathead screwdriver to mm -hmm. put this all together so this throw goes in like so which still i'm like that pin in there do you know what that pin does yeah tell me inside there because it just okay it, so, so I got my bag of IPR <laughs> crap here, right? So, okay, hold on. Let me let me talk okay. about why, how I figured this out first. Okay. So, um, my truck was constantly throwing a twelve eleven code, which is just ICP or injection pressure out of range, not high, not low, just out of range. It doesn't give you the exact cylinders and tell you when it's happening. I just knew that um, my edge in, my edge insight um, it would automatically pretty much default to the seven twenty five psi at idle. Um, at about 4.7% duty cycle, which we'll talk about later. Done. Very nice. Dude, nice work. Did I do it? Yeah. I think you need to take it apart to make sure I got those pins in okay. there, right? But right. keep talking. So um, it was giving me basically 725 at idle, and I could clear the code, and the truck would idle like better, but then before I could even get the edge inside back to the home screen to read what the pressure was, the code would kick back on, and the truck would start idling kind of like crap again, basically kind of like going to default mode. Um, so after about two or three, I'd say, three weeks of like really trying to kind of hammer it down and, and do some more like research and figure it out because it was still running, it was actually running pretty well. Yeah. Um, but it just it, there was something you know not right. Uh, so finally one morning I just kind of I was started the truck up and then idle and I ended up being inside for a little bit longer. I, I think I was changing my son's diaper or something like that before I left for work. And I came out and as usual I usually try and check codes, you mm -hmm. know, see if something new pops up. Check the codes. Twelve eleven. Boom! Another code popped up. I'm like, "Well, hello. Yeah, well, <laughs> fancy nice to meet you here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. And You're it new. was a code that I didn't even know seven threes had. And I, I, I wish I, I'm gonna try and find the actual number, but it was basically ejection pressure too high. 
blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that the the, the damn seven three had an opportunity Everybody to like, tell me about that. like yeah. monitor that it, the pressure was too high. I just I figured it was always one of those like pressure's not right. Yeah, <laughs> ah, like no, nothing specific. Yeah, I never thought yeah. it would actually tell you too high or too low. So I was like, oh, too high. That makes sense. Okay, well, because I have adrenaline in there, and my SCP is written correctly, and I have a new map sensor in there, and I have a new exhaust back pressure sensor, so all those are reading true. Yeah. But, okay, wow, that, that really helps out. So yeah. that's that's, that's a, the problem I was, like, I was hoping I had high compared to low, obviously, because yeah. low means I'm not generating pressure, which I, there's no reason why I shouldn't. Right. Um, so I was like, awesome, cool. Now, how am I going to verify this? Because I can't really read my pressure on my electronic gauge because it reads the sensor and if the sensor is out of bounds the truck kicks it to default it doesn't actually read anymore at that point you're reading what the truck is basically defaulting to it's like huh okay so what do i do uh in the last episode you probably heard me i got the uh an actual uh, hydraulic gauge from the guys at uh, complete performance i got it i plugged it in you know hung it on my uh on my hood so I could see it started and I should have done this way sooner. I am mm-hmm. pissed at myself. I didn't <laughs> do this sooner. Cause this would have, they, the diagnostic on this would have been five minutes. Yeah. And I put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. No, 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 I'm not sure. Maybe I'll figure it out. Put it on there, you know, start the truck up and instantly, basically once the truck comes up on idle, I'm at like 1500 PSI and my IPR reading is 4.7%, which is literally the lowest the duty cycle can be on that, which yeah. means that that valve is, is trying to be as far. It's trying to give the least amount of pressure possible. Yeah. And I'm still making 1500, which at idle, I should be making around six. So this, obviously this case here with the connector, that's just like a, like a servo or like a electronic. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch just basically winding around that. Yep. And so that controls that inner sliding piece tells it where to be at mm-hmm. for pressure basically to allow more or less fluid. and then this is an input essentially mm-hmm. for the pressure mm-hmm. yeah so the part that's in your right hand that screws into the pump itself yeah this goes into the, the actual pump. hangs about off the back yeah yeah all right so i was so i did that um and i put the gauge on there i was like okay well yeah my pressure is way too high that's probably why I'm, you know nothing's happy right now yeah so before i pulled the ipr out i happen to have some extra ipr parts hanging around <laughs> um, which is a, a never bad thing to have especially on older trucks i've, I've been I, i'm actually kind of happy because i've been keeping my old parts yeah i've been trying to keep them real organized i got some of those like little dividers uh, yeah and it, it's it helps because if i have like a known good one or a known bad one it you can diagnose this stuff and swap it out it's yeah, really helpful for sure and i happen to have uh, i think i have yeah, I have two extra actuators. So I was like, okay, those are the most common failure points. So I pulled the actuator off real quick, switched it, nothing changed. I'm like, okay, so something physically in the IPR is not working. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have any huge visible leaks or anything like that. So my next step, because I have one already, is an IPR rebuild kit. Yep. So I was like, all right, cool. So I got my one and one eighth inch. Oh, there's the there flag you're talking He's about. huge. That's a big boy. He's giant. Oh, man. Second- like those Asian hornets, yeah. But it's an Asian fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this is our life. We get spoiled really easy. <laughs> so I, I start working on taking the IPR out. And for those of you with OBS trucks, I think I've talked about it before, but I'm going to touch on it again. Yes, you can pull the IPR out without removing the fuel bowl or the high pressure oil pump. Uh, what I do is I uh, unscrew both bolts on the fuel bowl, which gives you just enough slack to kind of push it a little bit. And then if you take off the top hat, king nut, king hat, whatever you want to call it on the IPR, uh, that nut, take that off. It's a 19 millimeter. You're going to need a magnet on a stick. 
100%. Take that off. You're probably going to drop it, get the magnet on a stick, grab it back up, and then you're going to use your magnet on a stick, and you're going to push the fuel bowl out of the way and basically let this come off and drop into the valley. Into the darkness, into the abyss. <laughs> into the abyss of the and then valley. You, you, you pick that up, and then once you pick that up, you can get a wrench on here. I actually use a one and one eighth inch box end wrench, um, and you get like one eighth of a turn every time. Yeah. Um, if you can fit a socket in there, that's way more advantageous. I just don't have one, um, so I, I have a one eighth inch wrench, and eventually it just comes on out. You can kind of see how many. I don't know, if, Cameron, if you can zoom in on that or not, but you can see how many threads are working with. Um, and it's a tight fit, so it's one of those things where it, you can't actually spin it out with your hand until it's like the last two or three threads. Oh, really? I was gonna say yeah. once you can you spin it out once you get past like that O ring. No, you know, no. If you if you no, can, no. I'm just not strong enough. I'm, I'm <clears> so little girl. The question I have for you because there's IPRs like this one, and there's one that has what's called like the edge filter. Okay, mm-hmm. which is like a little filter on the end of this. Yeah, yeah. So, do those run into the issue that you? had on yours less often with that edge filter because it's catching some more contaminants from the oil? Theoretically, it shouldn't, but that's also because the high-pressure oil pumps that use the edge filter are different, too. Those are the two-chain mm. pumps. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that was actually some, one of the things I was thinking about, too. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should put one the edge filter on here, but yeah. that wouldn't work because I don't have that pump. Or if you just, you know, people just change their oil. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense because, I mean, this truck's got yeah. a ton of miles on it. Sure. Yeah, it's probably never been changed. It's probably the – was this the, is this the original one? Or um, I think this actuator is the original one. These okay. parts are all hodgepodge together now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one's which, but I know what's in there now. It's freaking working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that matters. It's yeah. all that matters. So um, pull the IPR out, um, and you're, you're basically your entire reservoir is going to leak into your valley. So yeah. unless you have something to plug that hole, you can even try and shove a towel in there. It doesn't matter. That hole, I think it's like three-quarters of a quart, uh, plus whatever's in the pump. It's all going to leak out into the valley and then down off the back of your engine. Looks yeah. like a rear seal, not a rear seal. Make sure you put a pan down or something to catch it. Um, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my wife came out. She's like, your truck's leaking. I'm like, no, I shouldn't be. I look under like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I got some kitty litter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I took it out. I got on the bench, and I start kind of just disassembling it. I watched a couple YouTube videos on disassembling it. I get it all torn apart, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, everything's all clean. Everything's good to go. Like, I'm feeling good about it. All Test right. me. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be okay with that. And uh, I start getting things all cleaned up. Got it all brake cleaned out and everything like that. Uh, use a, a Scotch-Brite pad on some of the surfaces that are grimy and, and make sure they're all nice and, nice and clean, nice and sexy. And I'm watching this video. And as this guy is rebuilding it, um, I notice that. There's the pen. That's threaded in there. Oh, with your fingernail? Yeah. Uh, okay. As he's getting ready to reassemble it, I noticed that he basically has like four large parts, and I have three. <laughs> right? And I'm sitting there going like, like oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> he must have a, a different IPR than me. He mu- that must be the edge filter one or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I was like 30 seconds from just like, yeah, I'm good to go. I'll just put it back together because – Okay, so the, the let me get going here. So the the parts that he, I basically when I was sitting there on my workbench, I had this guy right here, I had this guy right here, my two pins, and this. And I'm sitting there, and I I got in there with a pick and brake cleaner like that, and I cleaned it out all real good and everything. And I'm we watching the video, and I see him go like this to get something out. I'm like, I'm looking in there, I'm like, hey, nothing in there. Yeah, I'm cleaning <laughs> it out. I'm like. Eh. 
in there. No, we're good. Get a flashlight, get a pick in there. And like, yeah, yeah, no, that ain't moving. And I'm like chiefing on this thing on a piece of wood. Like, if it's in there, I'm going to get it out. Yeah. So, bam, bam, bam. Nothing's coming out. Put a little bit of trans fluid in there. Hopefully, it'll break all the gunk up. Bam, bam. Nothing's coming out. I'm like, hmm, that's just the way it is. Okay, whatever. Yeah. And, I'm, and you know, the in, inside of your head, you're like, Ben, don't be that guy. Yeah, there's like, something. Something's not right. Something's not right. Trust your instincts here. Okay. What am I going to do? And I'm like, I have a fully assembled extra IPR sitting right there. Yeah. Just like a junker. Just take like, that one I'm apart. I'm taking it apart. See what the hell's in there. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. So I start taking it apart, and I go like this. Oh, now it's all stuck. Ah. And yeah. that little guy pops right <laughs> out. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell's mine? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so yours was, there was so much gunk. It's stuck in there. On yours I have is. it right here. It, I, I let is it, it still so, in there? Yeah. Well, it's soaking oh. trans fluid. I did everything. I tried to get it out. And luckily, I just happened to have an extra, you know, from junkers hanging around. It's still on there. And it's seized. It is. It is not moving. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, and, and once I do that, I'm like, wow. I'm like, boys, that was the problem. Yeah. That that and that's why sometimes my my light would go off if the if my oil temp was like real hot, the truck was real hot, and that would probably be because it had, it would start loosening up, yeah, and acting the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, that thing's that, that that's thing's in that's there. in there. I'm bored. Yeah, because it looks like it's right here. Yeah, and, and so in, there's in definitely. My head, I'm thinking like, there's that's the bottom. Yeah, and I can so see when, how you would think that. Yeah, especially if you didn't know it was in there. Oh yeah. So I, I, I want to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually, for for well, I wanted I left it in there for this video, but I, I kind of want to, you know, you know, try and drill a hole and like pull it out. Or well, because like you that. still don't know how bad this one was because you never got it out. Yeah, I'm sure <sighs> it's scored or I don't know what's in there, but. I'm I'm sitting there I'm like that's the issue, because this actuator basically causes this thing to move back and forth inside the IPR, which in turn opens and closes and lets more or less pressure. Yeah, my IPR was effectively doing nothing. It was doing it's literally doing nothing. Which is it's, why like it was trying to basically at four point seven percent, which is the lowest an IPR can cycle to. Yeah, it was still making fifteen hundred psi. Yeah, because the actuator was doing its job. It was at Everything the was doing right its spot, job, but, but this thing was just literally stuck. stuck. Yeah. Wow, that's I want so, it out. <laughs> yeah, piece of knowledge for you guys uh, when you're starting to if you're doing some diagnostics on here. Um, the the lowest that your IPR can cycle basically to allow the least amount of pressure possible is 4.7%. So if you're sitting there at idle and your IPR duty cycle is 4.7% and you're getting like 1,000 PSI or something like that, mm, something's a little off there. So it means one of two things. Either you have the most potent pump ever built, <laughs> in which case, clone it. <laughs> clone it. Yeah, sell <laughs> or, it. Yeah, or yeah, clone it, sell it, make millions of dollars. Yeah. Or two... Actually, you wouldn't make millions of dollars. Seven three guys are cheap. You probably yeah. Make like, like <laughs> you make like grand. a total of like four thousand dollars. Yeah, after about sixty thousand dollars of R and D. Yeah, <laughs> and you'd still be like, "Worth it. We're, the- <laughs> We're rich." I'm talking crap about seven three guys. Yeah. Like, I'm the worst one, man. <laughs> yeah, and, like I don't have to say anything this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's basically doing everything it can, or everything it can to make as little pressure as possible, but it still is. Now, on the opposite side of that, let's say you're sitting there and your IPR duty cycle is like 30% and you're barely making 400 PSI. That means that IPR is like trying to let a ton of oil through and you're still not making the right PSI. Yeah. So that means you might have a weak pump or a huge leak somewhere. Yeah. So it's like like the kind of stuff you got to figure out. There's all things I was learning. 
Well, so, it's, again, once you figure out like how something like that works, then you think back on everything, and you're just like, wow, I'm an idiot. idiot. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> if I would have known that's what, how that thing works perfect, you know, that's yeah. how they work. I'm sure, yeah, you would have probably nailed this issue down a lot, a lot faster, sooner. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I get it all cleaned up. Um, I'm actually really happy. I'm like, man, if this is it, like I'm, I have that feeling that like, man, I just like, okay. Back in the day we play, uh, uh, it wasn't world of Warcraft. It was, uh, uh, call of duty. Nope. No. James Bond. Nope. It was on computer. Uh, oh, wow. Computer. No, not Tom Clancy. It was, uh, you're in, you're in space and stuff like that. And it's, uh, no, it's even older than that. Wow. Man, now I can't remember. Dude, the only video game I played on a computer, what was that street bike game where you had- Road Rash? Is that what it is? Where you like, had like whips or like Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Like wreck people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me and my buddy, my one guy would drive and one guy would use the weapons. Yeah. And just dominate. Yeah, riding two dudes up on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> just, just kicking people's ass. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Get yeah. back here. Sidetrack. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's like, or like when you're playing like an old game like that and all of a sudden a part of the map that was black becomes like clear and you can see it now. Yeah. It's like, Oh, yeah. achievement unlocked. Like, yeah. I did it. And all of a sudden now, I feel like I could diagnose any 7.3 that has an issue like that. With, That's with awesome. Like really, yeah. really good certainty. And it, it yeah. feels good. I know I'm not an expert yet, but I know it feels really good. Yeah. And so I get everything put all back together. And I since I have new O-rings, I put all the new, new O-rings on and whatnot. Um, lube it up nice and good. You know, make sure everything's all nice and happy. And it's, oh man, once you get these things all cleaned up, you, know, you put a little coat of oil, all sliced oh, together. So nice. Oh, yeah. If you've never done this before, I, I know it's, this probably sounds like way more erotic than it needs to be. But <laughs> for those of you that have like, you know, screwed in machined parts that are tight tolerances that are, yeah. are properly lubed or like with anti-seize on there, everything's just super consistent and smooth and tight. And it's like, that's nice. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. That's precision. Yeah. And when that's precision, that means my oil is going to be precision, which means my truck, which is loose as hell because it's got a lot of miles <laughs> on it, is going to be precision. Yeah. So with what I assembled... Would that truck run? Yeah, I put the little pins in, right? Yeah. the The only oh, thing man. that you would probably get nicked on is uh, there, there's an argument on whether the the top hat goes this way or this way. Honestly, the way I the top hat nut, I would think it would go like this because as you tighten it, it's going to put tension on those. Mm-hmm. You know, the opposite direction of where you're tightening it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's uh, at least my thinking behind it. I could be wrong though. <laughs> Honestly, I can't remember. Yeah, as long as it's I tight. I, I put them on both ways, and as long as it's tight, we good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I get everything all cleaned up, put the apparatus back in, um, clean up the oil a bit, check the oil level, fire it up. No light, no smoke. Idles perfectly. Oh, it's exactly where it feel. needs to be. I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at my my manual gauge, and it's exactly where it needs to be. And I'm like, all kinds of happy swear words. Just yeah. Like, Hell yeah, dude. Like, even like my garage yeah. all stoked and my yeah. wife's like, why are you making all this noise? Who's in the garage with you? And it's just me being a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I get everything all buttoned up and take it for a drive and sweet honey barbecue. Just good. Just, just running so good. Oh, like, and that's it's awesome. The, the part that re- I love about the way it runs now is obviously before, if you laid into it, it would run well because it's making good pressure. So you're fine. But the normal driving, like the light throttle, normal driving, normal shifting, just smooth, yeah. So nice. Nice. Starts up so nice in the morning now. 
Oh man, it's still got a little bit of smoke. I know I'm never probably never gonna get rid of that because it's got a ton of miles on it. Yeah, but it clears up quicker. It idles better. It's and smooth. you got big injectors. <laughs> man, I got some big bad boy injectors in yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> um, but man, it is it is amazing. So go. No, you go. Oh yeah. So my advice to anybody with a seven three a that has a lot of miles on it, or just in general, or if you're diagnosing stuff on a seven three, it's kind of like uh, when we had Nick Pregnant on and he was talking about boost leaks. It's yeah. like you have a boost leak. Yeah. Just check it. Yeah. I guarantee you have a boost leak. 99% of trucks that come into our shop, we boost leak test them, and there's a boost leak. Yeah. So it, my advice to you guys is, especially if you've been religious about your oil changes or maybe get a truck that looks like it's been down on maintenance, your IPR needs to be cleaned. Yeah. And it was oh, for sure. It, it's super satisfying because it is one of those things where even if you don't have an O-ring kit, if the O-rings are in good enough shape... You can at least take it apart and clean take it. Take it apart. Put it back together. Yeah. And you might find that, holy shit, the truck runs way better now. Yeah. And that's... it's It took me kind of back to... it's I've never been one to work on carburetors and stuff like that, but, you know, like when you used to hear like your dad talk about, ah, oh, I just took the carbs off, cleaned them this weekend, put them back on, or like that. It's like... So you just cleaned them and they were better? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Aren't they clean already? Like, yeah. why do you need to clean them? That's this! Like, yeah. I was able to Same. like clean it and put it back on. The truck ran way better. Yeah. So... It's what's that? Dad, Dad moves. moves. Yeah. yeah. Well, plus IPR rebuild kits are like, they're cheap. They're like nine bucks. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're going to do it, just order a kit or at least it's one of those things where if you're going to be getting into a truck and you're going to be doing you know parts on it, just buy an IPR rebuild kit. It's not a matter of if you're going to rebuild it. It's a matter of when. Exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty much a matter of when. And, and honestly, the actuator, these little guys yeah. is primarily what fails on these. Oh, okay. Um, and the connector. Um, you can have connector issues, just like on a, so you might need to replace the pigtail or something like that. The bummer is you can't buy these individually. Can't. I know. What's up with that? Which is why I'm super stoked <laughs> that I free them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever come across someone who's like, oh, I got an extra IPR, do you want it? Yeah, just take it. Extra yeah. parts never hurt. So a, a rebuild kit, what does a rebuild kit, since you got this all apart, what does a rebuild yeah. kit actually come with? Rebuild kit, um, O-rings. So on the snout right here, which goes into the IPR, there are two O-rings, a rubber one and like a pvc plastic looking one um comes with both those o-rings comes with a new top hat a new top hat nut actually goes like that and the o-ring for the threads which would be this guy down here that's it so just o-rings in those in those two pieces o-rings two. top hat anything like that everything else inside here is basically serviceable as long as yours was not as crapped out as mine was hmm and that's it i'm surprised they don't sell the solenoid and and that and one of those well, you know what I mean? It's, it's an IPR. Just buy a new one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. But, I mean, you'd think they'd off, offer that stuff individually. I'm going to go ahead. Especially and, if you get yeah. an issue with that stuff seizing, okay? So, if there's never an issue with the snout piece that goes in, mm -hmm. never an issue with that. Maybe there's never an issue with those pins. <clears throat> or even with this piece, with this piece here, you just got to clean it. But it could get seized in, I guess, if it's seized in there. At that point, yeah, it's probably just a new IPR. Yeah. I'm just, look at me trying to be cheap. I'm trying, you guys, <laughs> you 7-3 guys are rubbing off on me. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. So in my infinite wisdom today, I, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I thought it would be cool to try to compare an IPR <laughs> to a... Um, wow. This is the second time today I forgot the name of the part that FCA. I've been selling. FCA. Fuel control actuator. Holy moly. Okay, because an FCA for a CP3 on a Cummins or a Duramax, kind of similar as far as it's the pressure control a, device. Yeah, it's a it's an electronic device that meters 
how much like physical fluid pressure is going to come out. Yeah. So I, I've got one just sitting at my desk that's all broke. And so I grabbed it and I went out to the shop and I told Jesse, I'm like, hey, man, can you cut this thing in half? <laughs> He's like, I can cut anything in half. I'm like, okay, let's do it. My man. <laughs> and so we went out there and tried cutting it in half and it failed. Failed yeah. miserably, but kind of cool. Maybe I'll bring it on in another episode when we talk about coming stuff so we kind of see what's inside. It's kind of interesting. Well, I imagine it's probably similar to like cutting this open, but yes. if, if you cut open that little plastic snout where it's actually meters, I wouldn't mind seeing inside just that. that yeah, which there. I still have that fully intact. Okay. Because uh, when we cut it, it, it there's a like a piston or a plunger or whatever you want to call it inside. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously assuming that's really hard material. Yeah. And so when it hit the blade of the saw, it just started it kind of just veered off yeah, and there's do. no, there's no saving at that point. So we just kind of, we, we cut the whole electronic side so you can see all the windings and that sort of thing. And you mm-hmm. can, I can pull that piston piece out. Um, but it's, it's still a little, I'd like, I still want to get into the tip of it and see what's going on there. Cause yeah. I see a spring in there and I, you know, there, there's definitely a spring in what looks like a, there's gotta be a spring in there. There's a little, I think there's a spring yeah. in there in the tip. Um, but yeah, I've never had one of those fully apart. I've just seen kind of pictures and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I they're si- essentially they're they're doing the same job. Maybe I'll try a different tool instead of the. Yeah. I don't know. Might be like a a Dremel type deal. Just get in there, kind of slowly start whatever just plastic shaving. you can find. Just get rid of it. And start yeah. Apart. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that when I'm bored at home. Yeah. <laughs> start dremeling on an extra FCA. Time, apparently that we have. Yeah. Which we don't. <laughs> so. No. Um, that was my IPR adventure. Uh, my truck is running so good right now. That's awesome. Um, I, my clutch is definitely not stoked on life. Yeah, um, probably now, not. Yeah, now that I've kind of figured that out, I've, I've I've been going through a lot of the tunes and trying to daily drive it normally and figure out what works. So I'm trying to find that really fine line between. Um, again, guys, I do not condone like rolling coal <laughs> and all that other kind of crap. You know, take it elsewhere. I don't want to deal with it. But at the end of the day, I am running freaking large injectors with a stock turbo, and I'm not, under, not undercooled. It's kind of no so way around it. <laughs> no, and it's a manual, so it's kind of, it's hard to yeah. Like for me to leave a st- like a dead stop aggressively, I basically have to be in like stock tune. And I don't mean like stock for the injectors. I mean like the 1997 stock tune. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, I mean the truck still has you know a, a great deal amount of power more than it did before. Right. But it's definitely not what it was. You don't have that yeah. snappiness. Yeah. Um. So one of the things I am gonna do. I don't even know if I told you about this yet. But I, there's two things I need to do right now, aside from the clutch. And I, I really want to, because I do have two IDMs at the moment. And I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do an IDM modification. I know what you guys are saying. Ben, what the hell? Swamp's IDM. Yeah, I know. I have no problem with Swamp's IDM. Here's the issue right now. We're not really selling it because we're having issues getting a hold of it. That may change in the future. I got nothing against Swamp's IDMs. Um, but I'm going to go back to my roots. I'm going to modify my own. Yeah. And if I ruin it, I am in the hole more money. But yeah. that's the way cheap <laughs> truck projects go, man. Like, yeah. So I'm going to get I think it's cool. Yeah. And I'm going to do the whole 140 volt mod. Um, I might try and clue you guys in um, with some pictures on Instagram or something like that. Um, it is a little nerve wracking because, yeah, if you mess up, sorry, dude. Like, there goes your core and yeah. I'm going to buy a new one. Um, but I, I did it on my red truck. Worked out well. So I think I'm going to do it on this one. I think it's going to help out a lot as far as like snappy throttle. Yeah. Um, and then I do also need to do the exhaust. Uh, but 
I want to I want to do the IDM since I have two of them, and I want you to like truly feel the difference. Yeah, because we've talked about it before. Like the, when I did my IDM, that was the the personally one of the excuse me, oh, yeah. probably juice. <laughs> one of the favorite mods I did on my red truck. Yeah, better than saying that and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's like. I did it, and all of a sudden, it was it was my first introduction into like cheap performance stuff. Seven three, California, you know, pre smog, making some power. Yeah. My first in, endeavor into it. I bought some resistor. I soldered it in. All of a sudden, my truck is faster. Yeah, like <laughs> hell yeah, just hack the world. <laughs> Seriously, I have all that as power. Like, yeah. I am the man. Um, but it, it was really truly one of those things that it's it's a very small thing, but it changes the way the truck drives and acts so much. It just it's. The best way I can describe it is it in stock form. The truck, the throttle seems foggy. Like yeah. it just it's got its head in the fog. It's never crisp. It does this. It does that. Yeah, once you start getting into it, you know if you have a tune on there, like all right, yeah, this is more potent. But it just never feels like it's like there and snappy. It still feels like there's somewhat of a delay. I wouldn't even say it's like a throttle sensitivity booster, but it just it feels like it's just foggy. Yeah, you put this in there, and all of a sudden it is crisp. That's it is like yeah. less freaking party bruh yeah well i'm excited for you to do that i want to see inside one <laughs> yeah and then uh and then i'll do the exhaust and then i think at that point it is uh dyno time at lenny's um i don't think i'm gonna have enough money to do a clutch before then um so yeah i think i'm just gonna try and dyno and see what i can get out of the stock whatever clutch is in there yeah i know the dual disc part of it is shot yeah um but yeah we're just gonna send it for the boys sender man. yeah sender sender yeah so cool IPRs, yours is probably bad. Just deal with it and fix clean it. it. Clean it. Yeah. Just clean it. Tyler, did yeah. you learn anything interesting about IPRs? Do you feel um, like you have a good understanding about it now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, easy peasy. Easy peasy. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, I feel like they can make that smaller. You know what I mean? I think the 601 is smaller. Is it? Tackle, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my only thing. I feel like they can make it smaller. That's yeah. it. It's very interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're going to make sure that, uh, I know, I don't know if I held up every single piece where it's supposed to be, but, uh, I will try and get some pictures of all this individually so I can at least post it on our Instagram. Um, and I'll make sure that those have links when we post it on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, I, this whole thing has basically been a rant for me. So I don't know if you've got anything. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I've, I've, yeah, I'm inundated with seven, three knowledge now. Now I got to go back to my office and I don't know, watch some Cummins videos or yeah. something. <laughs> Go get my man card yeah. back. <laughs> and yeah, that's going to wrap this one up. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys, and thanks for learning about IPRs. Uh, make sure and check out the other episodes. If you've got a 7.3 and you're doing some maintenance troubleshooting on there, I think this is the fourth or fifth one. Yeah. Um, they've all got some good knowledge in there, at least. I think it's good knowledge. I'm a little biased, though, because I learned it, so <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.